so the, they say a river runs through it and uh, that's very true right now because um, the river Dart runs right through the estate at Dartington which itself has been the, uh, the host for two um, separate but somehow joined uh, events. One's called Liquidscapes, which is about um, art and water, and the other is the Water Summer School, which has been held by the Flow Partnership, which is about rivers and their importance to communities and society and the world as a whole. The rejuvenation of rivers and how we need to take better care of them and, and reconnect. So this, um, this soundscape is really a combination of, of both of those, with a little mix of, of the river dart itself. So I'm interviewing uh, Amy Sharrox, who's uh, going to talk about her work and what motivates her, what, uh, where she gets her inspiration. Um, in the world of, of water and swimming and connectivity, gravity and space and we're also going to hear snippets of presentations from some of the speakers at the uh, Water Summer School and I'm going to mix those sounds in with water. Water, as Michal says, a, a gift from God as it rains. Water as we use it in our home and our homes and water as it trickles through the drainage systems and into the rivers and down to the sea. You'll hear um, clips of the river Dart and actually they'll be very quiet because at this time of year the river Dart is making no sound at all. You can hear the breeze in the trees and a few uh, birds the occasional whistle of the steam train but the river itself is silent but it's still there so as the uh, steam train approaches enjoy the peace
uh, I come from London, born and bred. I'm an artist. I have spent 15 years looking at people in water, making artworks with people. Um, I'm a live artist, so the work that I do is all about collaboration and exchange. Mm -hmm. It's not, although I make things and sculptures, films, photographs, sometimes, mainly, uh, I invite people to come and make something together. So it's not, come and look at what I do, it's, let's see what we can make. For two years I floated a boat on swimming pools up and down the country uh, and invited people to step off dry land and come for a drift with me in my boat. Um, so uh, people would come and we would just let go of the side. We didn't uh, row, we only rowed back, you know, we couldn't. So that actually it was a piece that uh, invited you to change your sense of gravity um, and also change your... Uh, the, your pace, so that actually you had to bear losing your sense of agency in yeah. the world, that we're so used to deciding where we want to go, to being the engine of our own agency. We choose, we choose how fast, we choose where, and this denied you that. So it was quite, it could be quite frustrating um, if you only, if we only got a foot from the side um, and you wanted to see the other end of the pool. But essentially it, um, it investigated the shape of a meander invited you to notice the motion of the water and to see how that uh, uh, changed our thinking. What water does. And um, uh, it was really interesting, there was a man talking yesterday, Tristan Gooley, who was talking about celestial navigators in the South Seas lying down on rafts in the sea so that because they could tell from the way the water moved what, uh, where they were in relationship to the land. How the water rippled told them where they were, sighted right. um, them in the seas. And I was in a pools and <laughs> rivers in England trying to sight myself in the world through the water in a whole different way of this sense of whether we could feel a continental drift. This kind of notion of unfixing our thoughts, letting go. that are upon us at any given time. Um, um, I'm really, I am very interested in gravity and, but also in the sense of our, uh, our, why do we feel so constantly this need to be up? You know, this sort of sense, and so much of our language deals, you know, keeping up with people, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it's uh, there's a real, um, there's a sort of social horror of being down that I just would like to unpick a bit yeah. more. I don't see the shame that other people seem to feel in that. Um, the sort of get up, get with it versus the down and out. Yeah, exactly. That actually it has such negative connotations. Yeah. And actually I feel like if we could allow ourselves to be down in front of others, um, that that will 
that will loosen this kind of stranglehold of shame that people and society often try to attribute to different uh, people, classes, races. Uh, I, so I make a lot of work that explores that sense, how to see cities from the riverside, from, from inside the river, is absolutely about being down looking up at cities, yes. a whole different viewpoint and perspective. Yes. People build skyscrapers, always a penthouse, it's always about trying to get up and up and up yeah. to look down. And I would always invite people to get down, roll around, revel in the rivers of the city and, and then see what it looks like. Mm. What have we built? Is this what we want? Mm. And, and to see things from the perspective of the river, not only people looking down at the river just from our normal height, but see it from the river's point of view looking country living um, but also I mean I suppose uh, but I don't just mean that actually cities are faster I mean that I suppose this there's a whole questions of speed in falling as well that actually yeah. you know the the speed of a fall that you know there's nothing wrong with the fall people say it's the crash that's the problem yeah you know that actually um, but I suppose that I feel like if people could make more space to be down, then they wouldn't have such catastrophic falls yes. when they go. You know, that actually I think that we can learn a skill at falling. You know, like, you know, at like parachute jumpers have to, like dancers have to, you have to know how to fall. And I think that's a skill that people, everybody can learn um, that would do us all well for the for the whole of society, you know, that actually you get to an age and suddenly falling is
thousand students to uh, a very river where he said Mm-hmm. 
works where I fall off things. <laughs> I'm okay. really not very personally brave, you know, <laughs> physically brave. So I'm like, you know, even small to other fall, to other people, they might be small falls, but to me they're huge. I have uh, vertigo and certain things. And then, so um, I fall off things and then I invite people to fall off things with me. So I set up a crash mat on the King's Road and a little ramp and invited people to come for a fall. And if for any reason falling was too uh, personally dangerous, we offered assisted falls. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't have to, you could still have the uh, experience of falling uh, without having to uh, risk anything. And actually, we all, at the end of our, we got, I got the chance to make the piece. We made it again in the Museum of London in their 350 seat theatre. Um, and at the end of the piece, everybody working on the piece, there were um, 10 of us working on the piece who people would come and talk to us first about what was in their fall, what, what kind of falls they'd had in the past, um, what was, you know, as a way to understanding what would be in each person's fall as they fell that day. So we'd yeah. spend time talking beforehand and then they'd mount the steps like a scaffold to the wow. stage and then they were on their own to take their fall that they, as they would and then they came and talked to us afterwards. talking like that you're talking about you know again this idea of falling and um, being down and that whole process is a bit akin to a sort of baptism isn't it which also brings in the sort of watering sort of element so you're sort of you're taking people down there's something there isn't there there is um, for me a falling in front of others is this is a I would insist, you know it's part of a public act so that also has is has interesting correlations with the ritual of baptism. The sense of, for me, the complicity of an act of witness. Okay. How can you bear to yeah. see other people fall? Yeah. How can you let it happen? Yeah. What are you going to do about it when yeah. you see someone's down? Yeah. Are you going to rush to help, or are you standing back? You know, where do you cite yourself in yeah. relation to other people's faults? No, it's interesting. I mean, I haven't thought about it, but you know, when when uh, when you do see somebody fall, you know, in in public, it kind of set, it sort of sends out an immediate sort of um, almost like a shockwave, doesn't it? Of, and everybody around who witnesses it has to react in some way. So some people will turn a blind eye, 
pretend they haven't seen. Other people will sort of stand there looking a bit dumbfounded. And others, you know, will rush over. I started it in Soho in London in 2013. I stood on the street corner and invited people to bring me water. Any water in any bottle. Um, and uh, it was an invitation to look really carefully at the water that flows through our days, our bones, our, you know, and, and do, as essentially the piece asks you if you could keep one water, what would you keep? And that's different for everyone. So the, the collections, I've now spent uh, two years um, uh, travelling around Britain, two years in the Netherlands, and two years in Western Australia, looking at the water with people who live there. Um, and I have 1,218 bottles in the collection now as a whole. Um, uh, 1,218 creative acts of reaching out to nature with our heart with our heads and bodies to notice what we treasure mm, gosh so every one of those bottles tells a story yeah they do it's quite kind of beggars me yeah and it was so amazing actually coming here i gave a talk yesterday and i had included you know i just grabbed a few photos from bottles of the co in the collection as, as you know I tried to make it a bit from different places um, and just like that and then I realized that I was in Dartington and I should have brought a picture of the of the bottle that Alice Oswald sent of the River Dart of a uh, midsummer night swim and it wasn't until I got into the river this morning on the you know at six o'clock on midsummer day uh, yeah. what is it four years later um, that I realized that I had that my swim was in conversation with her swim four years before night and day and this sense of a rhythm of this place that river the people who sort of mingle and roam around
Um, uh, in any stretch of water that I can possibly make it into um, and I grew up, was born in London, I grew up in London and it's this sort of, it's almost ridiculous how the whole of London has clustered and grown around this river because of the river, that location on the river, it's called the Pool of London, that bit um, by Tower Bridge. Um, and although it's not there that I am proposing to swim though, I am proposing to swim a little width of our river um, at Vauxhall Bridge as a yearly swim. Um, it's, it feels unbelievable that we have all clustered around in the city, around the river, because of the river, and now we ignore it. Mm. We uh, actively defend against it. Yeah. It has become backdrop in our lives. Instead of a daily connected experience of it we can't wash our clothes in it we no longer drink it uh, but um, that sense of it's only one and it's also it's very close once you start looking at it you know there's obviously um, hundreds of years of relationship with the river but even uh, in one generation we had a different relationship with it I've got seen so hundreds of photos of people uh, uh, swimming kids uh, using the uh, Tower Beach yeah. as a beach and the Thames as a swimming pool. You know, yeah. there's no like, you know, and I'm not proposing. Um, they have no lifeguards, no barriers. They're just running, you know, swimming and splashing in the sea. And it looks delightful. Yeah. I just want people to understand that that was the offer of our city. Yeah. And only in one generation yeah. have we been told to get out of the water. Yeah. You know, that the Serpentine in Hyde Park used to be a mass swimming event. We were allowed all over it. It looks like a glorious free-for-all. Yeah. And now, you know, I just, I want them to notice the paucity of the offer of water in London. Yeah. How all or mostly our access to water is pipe chlorinated fluorided, given back to us in this kind of pastiche of the original
has a river, city swims in there, yes. river, Paris, Berlin, Copenhagen, Vienna, uh, New York. If you can swim around Manhattan, yeah. where is the danger in a little wit? Yeah, so absolutely. I am trying to, I am not inviting people to jump in at any point. I am inviting the City of London and the Port of London Authority to change their understanding of mm. how we as a city and a council understand our levels of care and understand that not getting in the water is making people is making things more dangerous for people yes. that actually there is a um, uh, that actually living uh, connected lives to the river that we live around is a far more healthy understanding of connection to the to the land and the world uh, that we're living in. Yeah. If we are allowed into the water once a year, we will reimagine our city from the inside. Yeah. And I think we would build a different city. This city is really hard-edged. Uh, maybe it will change the sense of pace that you were mm. talking about. Yeah. That it's there's a different flow to yeah. understand about this city and the people in it, let alone the global flow of people around the world. Yeah. This piece aims, this artwork aims at nothing less than social change for London and a different process of care and how we build cities and understand our place. questions of how we see water, how we see women, how, uh, who gets listened to in the world, not just as a gender thing, but all races and all ages as well, I, and also beyond humans, you know, this is not, you know, as Donna Haraway said, we have to story other if we're going to make a different world, because the one that we're on is hurtling towards a fall of enormous magnitudes. But we'd better go, exactly. Oh my goodness, the perfect timing to get me back.